4 o'clock football frenzy is presented by Dustin DeHart of Nova Home Loans. Call him now at 702-577-2600. John Matobel, Adam Hill, filling in for Steve Cofield here on Cofield and Company. All right, we're diving right in. So I think one of the stupidest things we do every year, that there's a massive game, Adam, specifically a playoff game, that ends in overtime. We do the same thing every time where we need to fix the overtime rules. So I will let you set this up first. The Ravens have a proposal about a spot-and-choose overtime rule that, according to this For the Win article, and I guess everybody on NFL Twitter, it's so good that it probably won't pass. Well, I love it. First of all, I'll just get that out of the way. I, I think this is incredible. Uh, I, I'm all about any kind of rule change that would drive strategy. And you really can't get more strategic than something like this. So to, to kind of go back over it, um, for if you haven't seen it, because I think a lot of people have read it and still don't really understand it. Um, one team, the team that wins the toss, decides where the ball goes. Again, we're going back to sudden death. So it's a sudden death uh, overtime. And somebody decides where the ball goes. So they can spot it anywhere on the field. From one yard away to 99 yards away from the goal line. And then the other team decides whether they want to play offense or defense from there. So, like, I keep hearing people say, you know, just put on the one-yard line and score. No. If you put on the one-yard line, then the other team would say, I'm going to play offense. And they'd score and they'd beat you. So, you have to decide where to go. Um, I'm very intrigued to find out where teams would put it. Would you put it in a place that incentivizes the other team to make you play offense. And then you, cause you want to play offense. You're like, we'll take it. We just need to, we just need to know how far up we can go. And you'd still make us play offense, whether that's the eight yard line or the, the 20 or even the 25, you're trying to go as far as you can up the field without um, making the other team, you know, say, go ahead and do it. Right. It's a, it's a, it's a real, a real dilemma for where well, you, I- what you, what you do with the ball. Well, I think it's obviously dependent on your team, right? Like, for example, if I am the Washington football team, like, yeah, go ahead, pick it at the one. I'm playing defense, right? Like, that kind of a thing. Oh, if I'm the, you know, football team getting the second choice there, if they put it in the one-yard line. So it obviously makes for a decision there. I'm really fascinated by the strategy part of it as well. I think you bring up a great point, what it would do in terms of teams deciding when you know where to put it, why they would put it, why they're trying to get the other team to do. It would also expose a lot of coaches in oh, terms yeah. of strategy. My complaint with this overtime rule, Adam, is what is the argument at the end of the AFC playoff game in which Patrick Mahomes does not get to touch the ball, right? He doesn't get a chance to touch the ball with Patrick Mahomes. This overtime rule is stupid. Why did we change the overtime rules the first time around? Because it was sudden death. Teams would go down to the 40-yard line, kick a field goal, and win on the first possession, right? Sudden death is dumb. So what I don't understand is, what are we complaining about when it comes to overtime? Because every complaint is, Team X, who didn't touch the ball, didn't get a chance. When my argument has always been, play bleep in defense, and you get a chance with the current rules – so if like I just don't understand what you're fixing here, right? It sounds like fun, and I totally understand the strategy that comes behind it. But if the impetus is to fix overtime to get each team a chance, like I thought that was the whole point. 
That's what we complain about every single time, and yet everybody's falling in love with this because they want to sound insanely smart, and I get it, but it doesn't fix what the overarching argument has been, which is both teams need a fair shot. You understand? Well, I mean, you do have a fair shot because you're you're deciding, like you're you're making a decision in a way whether you're going to play offense or defense by where you choose to put the ball. Right, but and let's like, say I give, let's say I'm playing the Chiefs and I either choose the one or the twenty, regardless. And the Chiefs pick offense both times, and the Chiefs score either way. Sure. Still, the complaint is still going to be they didn't get a chance to touch it. Like that's that's always been the complaint for the overtime rules. I've never understood it. And even implementing something like this, we're still going to get the same complaints of the other team didn't get a chance to do so. And I think it's stupid. Right. But if you, if you do that and you make a team go 99 yards or really, you know, 60 yards or whatever it is to kick a field goal, I mean, that that's on you at that point. Like it's different than when you get the ball to 25 and you, you get two first downs and kick a field goal. And then you're right, like, but that's not, but that's okay. not what these overtime rules are now. Over field goals don't win it in overtime now, and people still complain about that because because it's stupid now. Like it, it's it, it. I mean, listen, it, there's going to be problems with every single rule. Like that's just how it's going to be. It's always going to be. And right now, you can go score a touchdown and the game's over. Um, right. now I guess one of the problems that people have is that it's confusing because people are simpletons and they can't figure out the the basic rule that a field goal doesn't end the game on the first drive. Um, but, and, and people would have the same complaint about this. I don't understand it. I don't get it, but they'd learn it quickly enough. Uh, I just think it, anything that adds strategy is good. And anything that ad, adds like a crazy strategy is better. Like I mean, I'm in for it. I, I just love it. it. Even if you say like, okay, we're not going to do this in the playoffs. I mean, that's fine. Give me a regular season outcome like this. I like it. This does seem like what it seems like. Is something the XFL or the Arena League would do, and that fans would be that's un- fans would be like that's unbelievably awesome. I love it, and the NFL would be like that's not us. We're the traditional football league. Like, stop it. If, if you are, I didn't call for the hit. If you are, <laughs> I'll give you two teams. You're the Kansas City Chiefs, and you're the Washington Football Team. Right, kind of the opposite to one another. Washington, terrible offense, great defense. Kansas City, poor defense, fantastic offense. How are you choosing differently each time? You get to spot the ball. If you're Kansas City, what do you do? If you're Washington, what do you do? If I'm the Chiefs, I'm probably putting it on like the eight. Um, I'm, yeah. And that way, like there's a chance the team is still going to say, go ahead and play offense then. Like at the eight, go ahead and play offense. We'll try to stop you from from your own eight, and then we can go down and score and win. Being that tight does contain the explosiveness of their offense somewhat. Yeah, and I think if I'm Washington, like great defense, awful offense, I'm probably saying like the thirty. Um, because if you if you go too deep, they're gonna make you play offense. You're probably gonna punt and then give the other team great field position. Uh, but if you get on the 30, you actually have a decent shot, like I said, to go just kick two field goals and win. You could probably pull that off. So I think you're okay no matter what they do. I feel like but if I, I have I, a terrible I, offense and a good defense, I'm picking the one every time. Right? Because if they're taking the ball, my awesome defense just has to hold you back to one yard and I could potentially get a safety and win. And if they're going to allow me to take the ball, my terrible offense has it at the one-yard line, which they'll probably never, ever get a chance to do. Yeah, but I think in that case, you know that they're going to make you play offense from there. Right, so then I have to get one yard. 
No, you have to get 99. Or 99. Okay, I'm misinterpreting that part. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that would be the issue. I mean, you would never put out the one, the actual one, because then they're just going to, they'll just take the ball and kick a field goal and win. It's Mm -hmm. over. Um, Because in this scenario, it'd be sudden death. It wouldn't be the the field goal touchdown thing. So, yeah, you would have to, you would go 99, uh, and then they'd make you play offense, and then you'd have to, you know, you'd have to punt and probably give them good field position. Yep. So I think yep. I think you go thirty to try to get them to try to get them like a conflicted of what do you do? But if you're the Chiefs, you're trying. To, if you're the Chiefs, what you're trying to do is get them to, tempted to let you play offense first, right? So you hmm. go eight. That's it. Like I said, you're right with the strategy thing. Like talking, I get right now. This is awesome in, in terms of how fun it would be to see what teams choose. Right. But again, at the end of the day, like what the overarching complaint, like this doesn't address it at all. You're still going to get the team that oh, scores no. a touchdown. But you know none, what I mean? None does. Even even the one that they have now doesn't really address it necessarily because why there is still because there is still cases you, if you go down and score a touchdown it's over. Right. So then don't give up a touchdown. It, it, I, that's like the old oh. part. That's the okay. Well, don't give up a field goal. What do you mean? The field goal doesn't win the game. It doesn't end the game now. In the in the old scenario, it did. Right. So you so can they you make the same it. argument. Right, but you can make the same argument. Then don't give up a field goal. Then the, no, then the, the game's the, not over. The field goal is ridiculous because teams like the Raiders could get down to the freaking you know forty five yard line and win a game. Right back in the day when they had Kowski. Like the point is, is that the, the the end zone is the ultimate goal every time. Like that's an easier ask to say don't give up a touchdown than don't give up a thirty yard drive to your forty five yard line and allow a kicker to kick a field goal. Like they improved the situation. So that is not golden goal, essentially. Right, but John, that that's what's said now. But I'm telling you that in the past, what the argument was was, it like I don't care, I don't care what it is. Both teams need to touch the ball in overtime. You need to have both both teams have a chance, and you still have teams not don't have a chance to touch the ball. Like that is still the case in in certain scenarios where you, the team never touches the ball in overtime. So right. now it's now it's well at least you have a score a touchdown. Well, that wasn't what the point was. The point was. There was games where the where the one team never touched the ball in overtime, but now we changed it to well at least it has to be a touchdown. Well, it still it still doesn't solve the the fact that sometimes both teams don't touch the ball. We keep changing what the argument is because well like this is better than that because this well like no there's always still been arguments that that still went against the overtime. And maybe I'm not being clear. My argument is like who cares if one of the teams doesn't touch the ball in overtime. Right, but right? what I'm telling you, I know, but what I'm telling you is that was always the argument. The right. argument always was both teams need a chance to touch it. But now with the, with this style, it's like, well, at least they have to score a touchdown to do it. But that's not what the argument was before. That's not what you were trying to solve. But now you're making that the argument because that solved that. Like it just it doesn't make any sense to keep moving what the argument is. You're right. That wasn't your argument, but that was right. people's argument of both teams need a chance to touch the ball. Well, it still didn't fix that. Just I guess you go to college then, huh? Because like <laughs> it, like it's so it's so nuts. No like the, spot and choose. Spot and choose is dumb. Although it is pretty interesting. I love Imagine, it. dude, in Madden, if that actually became a rule. But regardless, all right, Ari's freaking out. Even though I understand what the schedule is. Uh, all right, we'll come back. Uh, Stanford Brown's going to be with us. We'll throw the overtime rule at him. See what he thinks uh, about potentially changing the rule yet again. Dustin DeHart of Nova Home Loans brings you the 4 o'clock football frenzy. Dial 702-577-2600 now. Home prices have never been higher and interest rates have never been lower. Get your mortgage tune-up today by calling 577-2600. 
What would you say is the single most important factor for your health and well-being? Diet? Important. Exercise? That's key too. But sleep? Great sleep is the top of the list. Hi, I'm Dave Mizrahi, owner of Best Mattress, where our sleep professionals are specially trained to find the mattress that's perfectly suited for the way you sleep. Tempur-Pedic, Sealy, Beautyrest, Serta, or King Coil. Best brands, best service, best prices, best mattress. Sleep easy, friends. Sign up today for a new William Hill Nevada Mobile Sports account and you can earn a $50 bonus on top of your original $50 or more deposit using promo code GET50. That's promo code GET50. The William Hill Nevada Mobile Sports app allows you to bet on the go from any iPhone, iPad, or Android device from anywhere in Nevada. Sign up today and you'll never miss another bet. With the largest wagering menu, the mobile sports app features live in-play betting on football, basketball, baseball, hockey, soccer, and tennis. For more information, visit williamhill.us. William Hill is a proud partner of the Vegas Golden Knights. For the one. Ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Looking for the easiest way to sell your home? Sell it to Opendoor. With Opendoor, you can quickly get a competitive offer and close on your timeline, which makes it a lot easier if you're buying a new house at the same time. Forget double mortgages or double moves and decide when you want to sell. Just go to Opendoor.com, answer some questions about your home, and get an offer in just a few steps. That's Opendoor, the easiest way to sell your home. Get your free offer at Opendoor.com slash offer. Offer eligibility varies. Opendoor is represented by Opendoor Brokerage, Inc., license 02061130 in California, and Opendoor Brokerage, LLC in its other markets. I'm a Glenn Lerner. Some people don't want to hire a lawyer after car wreck because they feel sorry for the person who hit them. They think the at-fault driver will be the one who actually has to pay. I'm Kevin Rowe, and the truth is, in most cases we handle, the insurance company pays for the at-fault driver's lawyers, court costs, settlement, or verdict. The at-fault driver doesn't pay anything. In court, the jury is never allowed to hear this. Hurt in a wreck? Need a check? Call Lerner and Rowe. Lerner and Rowe is the way to go. Call 877-1500. Now handling 3M earplug cases. Scott Guido, managing attorney. Do you suffer with pain, numbness, or tingling in your hands or feet? This is commonly diagnosed as peripheral neuropathy. Are you taking drugs such as gabapentin, Lyrica, or Cymbalta and have serious side effects that never fix the pain? Has your doctor told you there's nothing they can do, just live with it? Call 702-500-0839. That's 702-500-0839. And meet with a neuropathy physician today. Peripheral neuropathy is a result of damage to the nerves, and if not treated, nothing can be done once you've sustained 85% nerve loss. Dr. Joshua K. Purcell, DC, combines state-of-the-art treatment methods to ensure relief from neuropathy with no injections and no drugs. Call for the free neuropathy seminar. Start seeing relief in only a few sessions by calling 702-500-0839. Call Active Life Health and Wellness today at 702-500-0839 and schedule your seat in the next Neuropathy Seminar. Be pain-free in 2021. Uh, that, that meeting's starting at 4. Can I get those projections? Indeed knows unexpected growth can stretch your business thin. Karen, do these numbers look right to you? Like at Mia's research firm. To hit client deadlines, she needs to get started hiring right, right away. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. And the moment you sponsor a job on Indeed, you get a short list of quality candidates from our resume database. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get a $75 credit for your first sponsored job post. Terms and conditions apply. 
It's JT the Brick, proud to tell you about a new partner, Bell Solar, an amazing company that you can trust, and they're now hiring motivated sales professionals. The solar industry is booming, and the income potential is huge. Bell Solar is hands down the best solar company to work for, and they pay the best. They're rated among the top three electrical contractors in the state, now hiring sales professionals. No experience necessary. Call Bell Solar at 702-979-1277. 702-979-1277. If you need to buy a home, call Dustin DeHart. If you want the best rates with service that's great. Record high property values and interest rates still at record lows. Hey, it's Cofield. I'm telling you, it's time to call Dustin DeHart and Nova Home Loans to get that mortgage tuned up or purchase your dream home today. NMLS 25011, branch NMLS 777 362. So if you need a loan, pick up the phone. Call 577-2600. Dustin DeHart with Nova Home Loans. Steve Cofield and his company are nuts. No pickle on a sandwich? It's not that serious. Like, I can pick... No, it's serious. Why eat it as a sandwich? Why not just have a bun, bite a burger, here's a pickle? It's one item. I don't see why that's a... I can see why that proposal you were telling me about the other day failed. Yes, because I don't like pickles on my sandwich. That's that's the answer to all the problems in my life. You don't put pickles on the side of a hamburger. It's just, it's insane. It's Cofield and Company with Steve Cofield and his crew. Weekdays at 2 on ESPN Las Vegas. If you've been charged with a crime or DUI, don't gamble with your lawyer. Get the most effective defense and get results. Call the Vegas Lawyers at 702-707-7000. 702-707-7000. Lawyer up. I know in his heart he don't want to leave Seattle. If he does leave, it would be to an American League team. I don't see them trading him to a National League team, so that means the Raiders would be in play. That's good. I live in Vegas, but come on, guys. You saw what happened to Andrew Luck, and he's one year younger than Russell Wilson, and he's out of the game, so come on, Seattle. Get the man some offensive alignment. Now, back to Kofi and company on ESPN Las Vegas. Local legend O.J. Simpson explaining the situation of Russell Wilson to us. Stanford Routes with us, former NFL defensive back. Nice enough to give us some time regularly on a Friday. Stanford, thank you very much for the time. You know, I know last week we talked to you about uh, Russell Wilson and where he could end up and the Raiders being a potential landing spot. But really quickly, is the offensive line the main issue for Russell Wilson? Because I would think that we're a little beyond that. I think he's got to improve as a quarterback when it comes to mm, avoiding pressure, getting rid of the ball, things like that. Yeah, definitely. Something uh, you see, it's kind of unfortunate how they obviously have a difference of opinion going on right now. Hopefully they'll be able to go ahead and get on the same page, but it just comes uh, one, of those, one of those dynamics that you oftentimes see where a quarterback will come into an organization through draft and not necessarily being as highly heralded with Russell Wilson being a third-round pick, but Russell Wilson has now become a superstar quarterback. So he feels he wants a bigger voice, and oftentimes we as men, we only see someone upon the way we first met them our first impression. So Pete Carroll, in a lot of ways, probably still looks at Russell Wilson as the game manager. Let's go ahead, let the run game do its thing. Let's let the defense do their thing. And you don't necessarily cook. You just make sure that you keep the meal warm. And Russell Wilson is like, no, I want to have a say-so because I'm the chef now. So, Stanford, we were talking about this earlier today. As we get closer to draft season, and we're in the midst of getting prepared for it, all these teams obviously are doing their homework, and I've started to dive in from a better standpoint. But I asked Adam this, so I'll ask you, how important is this draft for this front office for the Raiders when you have so much security with John Gruden, 
but you also so have so many misses in the draft as well during this regime. Oh, I think this is a huge draft. I think that we see that the Las Vegas Raiders last season finishing 8-8, eight and eight, losing to the Chargers, and then backdooring and losing to the uh, Miami Dolphins on that Saturday night, the day right after Christmas. When you see those two losses, you could go ahead and put them in the playoffs if they win those games. So right now, this team is right on the cusp. They are right there on the edge of being able to actually be in the playoffs, be in the postseason, and it's going to be incumbent upon a John Gruden to go ahead and make sure that him, along with the Mike Mayock, knocks this draft out of the park. you got to make sure that they shore up certain parts of the secondary. you got to go ahead and find another, uh, find another piece in the receiving game. You're all set at running back. Josh Jacobs is a beast. We all know that. They just let go of Gabe Jackson just the other day. So there's certain pieces that, yes, the Las Vegas Raiders have to make sure that they fill either in free agency or in this draft coming up in late April. And I think that right there is going to show that this team can really make some noise, but you have to make sure that you do not continue to have the misses and the draft that you just uh, hit on. As we're speaking, by the way, Stanford, we'll get into this later on on the program, but uh, Richie Incognito also uh, has been is going to be released uh, by the Raiders. So, uh, completely rebuilding on the offensive line. I assume that'll be a target. But what, what I want to ask you about for the uh, in terms of the draft, like, is it too soon to judge last year's draft class? It was one season, and it was a very weird season where they weren't in the building at all until training camp. Like, it seems maybe unfair to judge last year. Hell yes, it's too soon to judge last year's draft. Not because of it being a pandemic. That just exacerbates the reason to not go ahead and judge too soon. But it's simply because... These guys just finished their what? Their first year in the NFL. Their first 16 games in their career. So it's always going to be too soon to judge. But I also am well aware of this climate that we now live in in society. And in this climate, now it's even it's even faster than ever. Everybody wants that 60-second, put it in the microwave. After 60 seconds, it's going to come out and be a full-course meal type of, uh, type of player. And that's just not how it works. Some guys catch on early some guys it takes them a little bit longer i think that anytime you go and you judge a rookie after his rookie season you judge a young guy that quickly it's going to be premature no matter what even if he wants to go into the pro bowl like a chase young as a rookie or a nick bosa back in 2019 chase young and i remember that chuck pagano my defensive back coach back when i was a rookie for the oakland Raiders, he always told us the jump that you're going to make from year one to year two will probably be bigger it'll be larger than any jump that you'll make from one year to another in all of your career so even for a guy like chase young he's still going to make a huge leap from first year to second year even though his first year was very 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 good so i think that yes it is always a mistake when you jump to rush to judge young guys after just their rookie season I feel, so I, I feel so I feel attacked by that because the only thing I can do is put <laughs> all I can do is put a, a meal in the microwave and hope that it turns out well. That's my only cooking skill. Guys, <laughs> guys, good. I'm the same. I'm the same exact way. Please believe me. <laughs> I, I live by myself. I'm the same exact way. So I feel you. But for this thing of judging players and knowing how this guy may have come from a university where he in a certain scheme. He now gets drafted to a team that has an offensive coordinator or a defensive coordinator that wants to run a different type of scheme. I think that is pundit. I think that as aficionados within the media, we have to also put that into effect. And also, we have to look at it as we're all grown men judging these kids 
So that's essentially what they are. They're kids, 22, 21, 20 years old. We're judging them against other grown men. There's going to be growing pains no matter how high the guy was drafted in the first round, no matter how low he was drafted, things like that. They're going to be growing pains no matter what, no matter who it is. But, you know, I'm, I'm curious, right, with the Raiders, it's not just last year's class, though, right? Like, we, we've had a couple of years now where guys are potentially reached on and aren't really feeling, you know, looking like the guys they potentially could have been coming out of early round selections. And we also have a whole bunch of examples, Stanford, of teams that can select late and get immediate, you know, production. Guys like, you know, the uh, what's it, Antonio Gibson from Washington. Uh, you know, we have that six-round offensive lineman for the Patriots who was a starter. The Chiefs have a starting corner who they found late in a draft, like, last year. So it's not just one year, though, right? It's like a couple of years now that we've seen the front office kind of swing and miss on these guys. Absolutely. But I will say this. As much as it is put on the front office, the scouts, making sure that they draft the right players, they draft this guy instead of that guy, it's just as much on the coaching staff, fellas. Also, remember that. What would you just say? New England Patriots got a six-round pick, comes in and plays really well on the O-line. Uh, the New England Patriots? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They got pretty good coaching over there. Bill Belichick, uh, this 7-9 season notwithstanding. We look at the Kansas City Chiefs. You look at the Washington Redskins. Ron Rivera. Ron Rivera's a good coach. He's a little bit underrated as far as having the big name, but he's a pretty good coach, and he runs a pretty good staff. We look at the Kansas City Chiefs. They have a pretty good staff as well. Steve Spagnola. He went ahead and staked his name as really being one of the top defense coordinators in the game back in 2007 when he put together that package that stopped the 16-0 and being New England Patriots led by a Tom Brady. So I think that as much as it goes into effect, the scouting department, the GM, making sure they draft the right player, you can also have a situation where you can have a player that they drafted who was pretty damn good. But if he's not being coached up right, he's not being put in the right scheme for him to be successful, then it equally is going to look just as bad. But people oftentimes want to just jump to, oh, well, they shouldn't have drafted that guy. He also could have simply not been coached the right way and simply had coaches that weren't putting him in position to be successful. So we have a lot of time to get to the draft, and the draft will uh, will certainly be out there for a couple months to get to. I'm really, really intrigued by this offseason. And, and the biggest thing is we're seeing all these guys get cut. We just talked about Gabe Jackson, Richie Incognito uh, with the Raiders. Guys all around the league are going to be released. Guys that are going to be starters in the league are going to be available. And to me, a lot of the offers are going to be very low because of the way the, the, the salary cap is constructed. A lot of guys yeah. are not going to take those offers. They're going to say, no, I'm, I'm not playing for that. That's I'm worth a lot more than that. And we can get into June and July with guys that should be starting players in the league that are deciding if they're going to play for a lot less money or if they're going to wait and try to get a contract, maybe wait until somebody gets hurt, something like that. Like, Do you think that's how it's going to play out? You're, you're a guy that's been around the league. Is that how guys are going to think? Are we going to have a ton of guys unsigned late in the offseason? I don't think you're going to have a lot of guys unsigned deep into the offseason, as in like July, August, things like that, because please believe, if you're waiting for someone to get hurt in training camp or something like that, even if the team was to go and then give you a phone call, that's not gonna that's not gonna hike the price up. The price right. is gonna still remain exactly what it is. It's just a matter of musical chair. Where you want to get in, where you fit in. You look at the JJ Watt. Obviously, he got a really nice contract with the Arizona Cardinals after he was released by the Houston Texans. But make sure to also remember this: JJ Watt decided he wanted to sign with a team before what 
before free agency opens up because now he's out there on the market with a Shaquille Barrett, with other top-notch defensive end, uh, pass rushers, things like that. So it also it's always going to be a game of musical chairs, and especially with this year, with the salary cap not booming like everybody thought it was going to be. And as you could always see, with the seismic shift that is expected to happen this coming free agency period with a lot of the guys being released, these agents are telling their players exactly what's going on. So the aid, your agent is in your ear saying, hey, you know what, Stan? You may not be able to find exactly what you're looking for this offseason. So you want to go ahead and take what's offered to you, take what you can get. Otherwise, you might very well go ahead, hold out for a better offer. And here you are getting signed late July, early August for something like the league veteran minimum. And that's even going to be more of a precipitous decline versus what you were being offered that you felt was a low-ball number in March, April, May, something like that. So I think you're going to definitely see guys take the mindset on, of okay, you know what, let me take what I can get because what I'm looking for is just simply is not there in 2021. Could, could we see a bunch of guys take one-year deals? Because I do kind of expect that. And then if they do, could we see an NBA kind of super team kind yes. of a strategy forming? Now, that is one thing that I was just about to say, is that you probably will see a lot more one-year deals out of guys knowing that, okay, this is a little bit of a, you know, this is a dip in the economy. Hopefully in 2022, everything will get back up to speed like it normally is. And then we can go ahead and and, uh, go and have this conversation at the table once again. As far as the super team, I really don't see something like that happening in the NFL. I think that you can, I think, the version of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers that just won the Super Bowl, that right there is probably as much of a super team as I think you'll probably see because you still have the salary cap issue. You still have certain GMs and certain head coaches that they understand fit versus fame. And you can bring a guy in who's a big name, but if he's not the right fit for your scheme, what the hell did you really accomplish by assigning that name of a player? You might, you might sell a few more tickets things like that, but if you, those teams that are in the Super Bowl bubble, that they know we are right here smack dab as being a contender, they're not going to be as consumed with the super team as they will finding the right player that fits their scheme. Now, if it's a big name that also fits their scheme, oh, then they're jumping right on it. But they're not going to go ahead and just hop on the, the, uh, the notion of, let me go ahead and just build up as much talent as I can, because we all know, fellas, you have baseball, you have basketball, you have soccer, you have hockey, you have all of that. But football is the ultimate team sport on the, on this planet. And you don't have to have the 11 best players to be the most successful team. As we can see with Tampa Bay, they had players that weren't as dynamic as the Kansas City Chiefs. But the Tampa Bay Buccaneers played as a team, and they smacked the Kansas City Chiefs off of the field just a month ago. Stanford Route, eight-year NFL veteran. You can follow him on Twitter, at SRoute26. Could hear you uh, talk about football all day long, Stanford. We're up against <laughs> it. You, you, uh, you tweeted about Irv Cross and what he meant the other day. I wanted to uh, give you an opportunity to kind of uh, share that. Well, yeah, uh, for so much of everything that he's done, obviously as a black man, breaking barriers, things like that. He's a pro bowler as a corner, so I'm always going to be respectful of the guys that have come before me and the guys that have went ahead and got that nod, making it to the Pro Bowl, being one of the tops uh, in their in their respective conference. But also when you look at everything off of the field afterwards, 
breaking those barriers because we all know there are certain different racial guidelines in this world. I mean, let's go ahead and just call it what it is. I don't want to sit up here and completely harp on that, but I'd be remiss to not go ahead and make mention of that and to why he is, he was so much of a historical person and somebody I'm always going to look up to. Um, rest in peace, rest in power, definitely somebody that broke a lot of barriers for people like myself. So uh, he will definitely be sorely missed, and my heart goes out to him, his family, and all of his loved ones. Stanford, we always appreciate you coming on, man. Thank you very much. Uh, you guys be good. Be safe, man. I'll talk to you uh, Talk to you soon. Talk to you next yep. week. Yep, you got it. Again, Stanford Rap, former NFL, the DB. All right, we'll take our break. Remember, coming up in about 10 minutes, a little bit longer than that, we got the legendary smoking Dave Koken. Stick around. Cofield and Company returns in minutes in the Finley Toyota Studios. This Friday during the season, join us from 6 to 7 p.m. for the William Hill Radio Show hosted by Polly Howard. He'll break down all the weekend action, including the latest odds, matchups, and who bettors are backing the most. After the William Hill Radio Show, make William Hill Sportsbooks your home for betting with live continuous in-play wagering and the chance to bet from your seat and on the go with the William Hill Nevada Mobile Sports App. The William Hill Nevada Mobile Sports App allows you to bet from any iPhone, iPad, or Android device from anywhere in Nevada. Sign up today and you'll never miss another bet. For more information and to visit a William Hill Sportsbook and Mobile Sports Deposit location, visit WilliamHill.us. Are you drowning under a mountain of debt? You need flat fee attorneys. Not a big fee from the other firms, but a flat fee starting at just $500. The last thing you need when considering bankruptcy is a huge bill from the lawyer. So contact Flat Fee today to get a totally free consultation from their affordable, reliable, and experienced attorneys. With flat fee attorneys, you won't pay a big fee for your bankruptcy. You'll pay a flat fee starting at just $500. Google Flat Fee. Flat Fee Attorneys in Las Vegas. Hey, Jake Soteros here, your friendly neighborhood house guy. I want you to know that I am still buying distressed homes. Too many repairs have you down, bad tenants, unwanted house, need cash fast. Whatever the reason, do not sell your house to anyone else without speaking with me first. I buy at a fair price. I cater my offer in terms to you and you pay zero fees and do zero repairs. I'm a local small business and not a giant corporate owned home buyer. I'm competitive with these big boys and my money stays right here in the local community. As a cash buyer and full service realtor, my goal is simple. Find out what you need, then work my butt off to make that happen. I'm Jake Soteros, powered by EXP Realty. I look forward to speaking with you soon. Call Jake Soteros at 224-2642. That's 224-2642. Or visit his site at VegasJake.com. VegasJake.com or call 224-2642. License number S.01788843. Time now for Dustin DeHart's Club 99. All right, John Von Tobel, Adam Hill are here. Uh, news of the hour, as we were discussing with Stanford Route, came down. The Raiders are going to be releasing Richie Incognito because of uh, salary cap issues. As Ian Rappaport notes, he is 100% healthy, looks forward to continuing his career there or elsewhere, source said. So Rappaport leaving the door open, Adam, for Richie Incognito still returning to play for the Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah, that's, the, I move. Think that's the, move, the plan. Adam. I mean, that's the plan. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'll give it a um, – I, I think there's two possibilities. If they are able to bring him back and re-sign him for less money, which is the plan right now, Right, that's probably that's probably like a ninety nine. Uh, I mean, that's ideal. You get the player that you want uh, for less money and help with the uh, the salary cap. That's huge. Now, if he if he goes elsewhere, it's probably like an eighty five. Like you don't want to really lose him, but you really can't pay him the money that you were paying him this year. 
So, you know, losing a guy, but getting the money off your books is probably a, a pretty good move still as well. Uh, so, yeah, I'd, I'd give it an 85 in that case. But I, I think the plan right now for them is to bring him back. I think the, the plan is to say, hey, listen, we're going to release you. We're going to bring you back for less money, and uh, it'll help us out. But you never know what's going to happen. Now, I, my expectation is that, you know, there's not going to be much of a market just because everybody is in the same same boat in terms of the salary cap. But, um, you know, if they said, hey, we'll, we'll let you go, and then we'll bring you back for whatever it is, $2 million or $2.5 million or $3 million, whatever they want, and some other team is like, uh, we'll give you four. Like, all of a sudden, that is that is kind of an issue there uh, that you wouldn't be able to get him back. But I think Rich Incognito has been happy here. They like him. They've been they've been pleased with him. He's been a good performer when he's on the field. I think they'll probably be able to work something out. You say he's a guy's guy. Um, Does John Gruden think he's a guy's guy? Isn't more man, man man's man? No, I think Incognito's a guy's guy. If he is either one of them, I think he's a guy's guy. Like he can he can have like conversations about things. <laughs> I think that's his closest. I don't know. I don't I don't picture Richie Incognito like eating lobster with that tiny little fork and smoking oh. cigars and wearing suits. Oh, Richie's going with the bib. Yeah, right. That's a guy's guy. He's doing that. Maybe that's our maybe that's our that's our line of demarcation. How do you eat? Messy food with a fork <laughs> or with a bib. How you yeah. answer is whether or not you're a guy's guy or a man's man. Don't you? I mean, you have a bib and a fork. I mean, I think you use both and a knife, right? Sure, but you got. I mean, you got the bib on. That's not. That's not how you actually eat it. You're not <laughs> scooping up the food with your bib. <laughs> you know. You know who I think is a guy, uh, a man's man. Excuse me, a man's man, a man of affluence. Colin Cowherd. That's a man's man. Smokes okay. cigars. Drinks whiskey out of tiny glasses. You know what I mean? All sorts of stuff. Likes cocktails. I think men's men like cocktails. Guys, guys, they like beer. I want you to rate. It's a good, uh, yeah, you're nodding. You thought about that. Okay. That's a good one. Okay. Yeah. Not, not bad. Did you see what he his uh, his new thing was the other day with uh, Baker Mayfield? As Ari looks horrified like he's watching somebody get murdered right in front of his eyes. It's, it's what, I mean, yeah, he definitely is. Um, yeah, I, I think... I think he's trolling. You think? Yeah. You think releasing a two-minute-long video about him talking about how he likes his quarterbacks not allegedly viewing UFOs could potentially be purposeful so that the Twitterverse overreacts to it and shares the clip a thousand times to dunk for let you to, to let you dunk on Colin Cowherd when in reality he's just sitting back and watching you all watch his video? No, I don't even think it's it's that much. Like, it's it's to that level. So here here is my theory on this, John, is that um, the you know when Baker Mayfield posted this this clip or th- this tweet saying, "Hey, you know, I think I think I saw a UFO. This is crazy. This is where it was." Which, by the way, was the SpaceX uh, crashed flight, I believe the uh, the, yeah. the drone type thing. Um, so he said he thought he saw that, and then the response that blew up the most to Mayfield's tweet was a picture of Colin Cowherd and a fake quote of like, "I like my quarterbacks not not seeing UFOs." Right. Like that was that was the reply to the tweet that blew up the most, and so I think Colin Coward just played into that. Like mm-hmm. I don't even think it was it was to the level that you're saying. I think it was just Colin playing into the fact that somebody made fun of him in that way, and he's like, "Oh, you're going to make fun of me doing it? Then I'm just going to go do it." Right. I mean, that's to a certain extent as well. But like at the at the end of the day, Colin knows what he's doing for the most part. 
and people repeatedly try to dunk on him when in reality they're helping out the cause. And I don't think they understand. I don't think they understand that they're helping out the cause. He puts out a video like that in order to get a lot of people to watch it. And then so many people watch it and they're like, why would he say something like this? Because you're watching. Right. Like the, I used to be a big fan of the, I don't know how much you follow the, the fun house back after this account anymore. Because it used to be Mike Francesa clips and like, you know, all the weird and zany, wacky things that Mike Francesa used to do. But now it's become like this this account that is just tweeting out angry things about Colin Cowherd like the whole time. <laughs> or Mike the Mad Dog Russo clips, which aren't as entertaining. No. But like I've what's it called? I've just come to notice. I'm like, I like I don't understand. Like when you tweet something out, like Colin, the clip that I was referring to. He tweets out uh, a clip of Colin's show, and Colin tells a story about how you know his parents would argue and they got divorced, and how initially thought it was a bad thing, but then was like, I, un- I came to understand that the divorce was good for my family, and then went on to say Dak Prescott should be willing to leave the Cowboys, but like, <laughs> but like he uses it as a like separation is good, like positive can come from separation, right. right? Like that's the premise. That's why he tells the divorce story. But then you get like that account trying to dunk on it, like. Colin thinks that Dak should use the franchise tag because his parents got divorced, and I'm not kidding. And like, and it's like, well, that's that's not what he said. No, and also, when I clicked on it, the clip had like 10,000 views. So, congrats, you really showed him. <laughs> I mean, I I think there is a level of people not understanding what the job is um, of various media personalities. Got skipped uh, thirty two mil. Woo. Yeah, we talked last week about you know local beat writers not, quote, supporting the team and not their job. Uh, we talk about, oh, Colin's wrong about this. Colin's wrong about that. Not his job to be right. It's his job to get you to watch. Yep. So, like, those kind of things, I think a lot of times the the criticisms or the, or the critiques that come of certain people is just because people don't understand what they're supposed to be doing. I rate Cowherd as a 99. I'm a big Cowherd guy. Big fan. Big fan. In, ge- in general or just on this? Just this, like this genius level of trolling. I'm in 99. I'm going to go 88. You know who else I give a 99 to in general? Dave Koken. Dave Koken. That's right. Yeah, smoking Koken gets a 99. He's coming up next. Club 99 is presented by Dustin DeHart at Nova Home Loans. Want to talk interest rates and ask about getting your mortgage tuned up? Dustin is Cofield's real estate guy. He needs to be yours, too. Call Dustin DeHart at 577-2600. At Fantastic Indoor Swap Meet, we are very optimistic about 2021. We're Las Vegas' number one location for starting and supporting small business. In our 32 years, we have hosted the startup of over 6,500 new businesses in everything from clothing, shoes, artwork, jewelry, medical services, real estate, insurance, and photography. And we have welcomed over 16 million shoppers. Come visit Fantastic every Friday through Sunday from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. at 1717 South Decatur at Oki. It's fantastic. Lincoln Black Label is your invitation to a uniquely elevated automotive experience revolving around you, including pickup and delivery, premium maintenance, vehicle care, Lincoln Concierge, travel collection, and culinary collection. Finley Lincoln is here to surprise and delight you all the way through your effortless experience. Thinking Lincoln? Then think Finley Lincoln in the Valley Auto Mall, Nevada's only standalone Lincoln Black Label dealership. 
Catch all the hockey and your favorite gaming action in the Golden Circle Sportsbook and Bar inside Treasure Island. Come hang out as Cofield and Company broadcast live throughout the hockey season. Enjoy great food and drink specials like $5 drafts Monday through Thursday. And every day until 8 o'clock, the TI will be serving up 23-ounce Dos Equis or Heineken, plus you get to keep the Pilsner glass. The betting kiosks are open 24-7 and parking is always free for the Golden Circle Sportsbook and Bar inside Treasure Island. Must be 21 or older. Please drink responsibly. Management reserves all rights. Liberty Mutual Insurance Company presents And Doug Breathe out and repeat after me Liberty Mutual customizes your car insurance So you only pay for what you need Liberty Mutual customizes your car insurance So you only pay for what you need Your bird is eating my candles Your bird is eating my candles No, seriously, he's making a mess No, seriously he's... Liberty, 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 Liberty Get a customized quote at LibertyMutual.com Oh, 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 O'Reilly Trust the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts to recommend the best products for your car. Like five quarts of O'Reilly full synthetic motor oil and a microguard filter, just $26.99. Extend the life of your vehicle and improve performance with a synthetic oil change. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit O'ReillyAuto.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Las Vegas home values have skyrocketed and interest rates are at all-time lows. That means it's time to call Nova Home Loans, 877-700-NOVA. It's Steve Cofield. I'm telling you, you got to get your mortgage tuned up at Nova Home Loans. In less than 30 minutes, they'll tell you how much your house has appreciated. With that equity, improve your home, set up a pandemic relief fund, or even pay off mounting debt. I got my mortgage tuned up at Nova Home Loans, got money out of the house, and my monthly payment still went down over $200. Call Nova Home Loans now, 877-766-82. That's 877 877-700- Nova. The cast iron skillet, the barbecue reverse here, Pittsburgh style. I'm doing it all now with my steaks. Thanks to meetupvegas.com. Great steaks deserve special care. And meetupvegas.com is where you can get the best stuff. This is not grocery store meat. Never sold to the public before until now. It's meetupvegas.com M-E-A-T-Vegas.com Specializing in USDA graded prime and certified Angus beef. Plus they've got supreme chicken, lamb, turkey, and pork. You go to meetupvegas.com, use the code Cofield for a discount. Go there now. Meetupvegas.com. It's meetupvegas.com A lot of people won't call an attorney to help them get out of debt because they're afraid they'll get pushed into a bankruptcy. Not a Panda Law Firm. We're a full-service debt relief law firm, and that means we review all your options with you. During your free consultation, Panda attorneys will talk to you about bankruptcy, debt consolidation, and debt settlement. Then we'll work to figure out the best option for you. When you need help with your personal or business debt, call Panda Law 702. Do you suffer with pain, numbness, or tingling in your hands or feet? This is commonly diagnosed as peripheral neuropathy. Are you taking drugs such as gabapentin, Lyrica, or Cymbalta and have serious side effects that never fix the pain? Has your doctor told you there's nothing they can do, just live with it? Call 702-500-0839. That's 702-500-0839. And meet with a neuropathy physician today. Peripheral neuropathy is a result of damage to the nerves, and if not treated, nothing can be done once you've sustained 85% nerve loss. Dr. Joshua K. Purcell, D.C., combines state-of-the-art treatment methods to ensure relief from neuropathy with no injections and no drugs. Call for the free neuropathy seminar. Start seeing relief in only a few sessions by calling 702-500-0839. Call Active Life Health and Wellness today at 702-500-0839 and schedule your seat in the next neuropathy seminar. Be pain-free in 2021. 
Yes, Air Conditioning wants to talk about your ducts. No, not ducts. The duct work in your house. You know, in the 5, 10, 15 years since your house was built, things have happened. Dust and dirt accumulate over time. Things shift and shake when the AC is working hard. You might have even poked a hole in one of your ducts. But don't worry. Yes, Air Conditioning has you covered. Just dial 888-4937 or visit theyesmancan.com and schedule a complete checkup. License 71246, the official HVAC and plumbing partner of the Vegas Golden Knights and the Henderson Silver Knights. When it comes to dependability in car batteries, no one beats Interstate Batteries. Interstate Batteries has been providing outrageously dependable starting power for over 65 years. With over 200,000 dealers nationwide, there's one near you. Just click on interstatebatteries.com. It's Cofield and Company's Eye on Sports Betting with Dave Koken. Yeah, Coke is with us, John Von Tobel, Adam Hill, as we fill in for one Steve Cofield. Uh, all right, Dave, before we get to some of the big stories, especially as we approach Selection Sunday, we're getting closer and closer. A uh, couple of hockey questions I want to throw at you very quickly. Uh, right. First off, I was looking over some of the numbers in terms of, you know, some return units-wise on some of these teams. You know, you have some pretty good teams at the top, which have been playing very well, but I wanted to ask you about Carolina. Like, how, how legitimate is the, the steam and the, I would say, the – momentum behind this team that I hear being potentially one of the best teams in the National Hockey League. They are. They are one of the best teams in the National Hockey League. The problem is they've got the best team in the National Hockey League in their division, and that's Tampa. And I don't know if they can beat Tampa four out of seven in the playoffs, uh, especially with Vasilevsky in goal for Tampa. The guy is an absolute brick wall, and uh, uh, they're, they're going to be tough. But, I mean, the price now is it's been hit to the point where it's useless. But, uh, no, Carolina's legit. They're, they're a top-eight team. The other thing that has stuck out to me, the Los Angeles Kings, and this is uh, maybe, uh, you know, they're not a team. I think they, what, they're like 9-12 and 12 at something at yeah. this point right now. Uh, but I noticed that the return on in terms of units has actually been positive, relatively good. Have they been a little too, like, underpriced? Are they a bad team but just not as bad as the market makes them out to be? Because I see this sometimes in the NBA where, you know, there's bad teams, but, like, the points they catch on a night-to-night basis, it's, it's a little ridiculous. They're not that bad. Is that kind of like the Kings? No, I think they've benefited from a um, schedule that hasn't been all that difficult. And uh, I, I don't think they'll they're, – they're not a playoff caliber team. So they'll eventually start to decline. And, in fact, I think they're kind of starting to regress now. Um, they do have some good young prospects on the team, though. They, they've, got, they've got some light at the end of the tunnel as far as next year and the year after are concerned. Yeah. They got the uh, St. Louis Blues tonight. What do you make of VGK and uh, San Jose tonight? Well, San Jose's awful. Um, they, they're just, their goaltending is just beyond dismal. But, you know, the Golden Knights uh, have to make sure that they're ready to play. It's on the road after a couple of uh, exciting home wins over Minnesota. Um, I mean, I, I can't lay that kind of a price, but I'm, you know, I, don't, I don't know that I'll bet San Jose the entire season. Um, I don't think I have yet, and I don't think I will. They're, they're, they're going to start selling off pieces. Uh, pretty soon, unless they're really stupid, um, and they're just—I believe they are the worst team in the division. They, they've had it. They've still got some goal scorers, but their defense is not good, and the goaltending is just dismal. Do you do you think betting on the Knights, you know, going forward this year? We always see these inflated prices, but the way that they just keep rolling people, unless they get bored, it seems like they're going to be a pretty good bet for most of the year. Could be. Um, the goaltending situation is interesting. You can't play Flurry every game. And Leonard is still out. Uh, they've got to start giving him some nights off. Um, yeah, I mean, they're, they're a real good team, though. And, it, 
you can find value going against them because the lines are high, but it doesn't mean you're going to cash a ticket. Uh, I thought Minnesota held up well in both games, but they walked out with two losses. They're just a really good, good hockey team. And uh, I mean, a seven game series with Colorado looks like it's going to happen. And that should be, uh, that could potentially be for the Stanley cup, at least uh, for the Western conference. They're two outstanding teams. I think Colorado might be a little bit better because they've got more speed, but it wouldn't be an upset if the uh, if the Avalanche lose four out of seven of the, the Knights. Uh, college basketball conference tournament season is here, Dave. I love yes. it. I'm excited. I know uh, you're excited as well. Do you do you have any kind of general principles on betting co- uh, college tournaments? No, it's just each matchup and maybe look for flat spots for a team that's already got things clinched as far as the NCAA tournament's concerned. Uh, watch for minutes played with teams that are shorthanded uh, in terms of depth and have to go back-to-back. Um, but outside of that, I mean, it, it, they're just matchups for me. And if I find an edge, I'll go ahead and take it. Doesn't mean they're going to win, but I've done pretty well so far, 3-0 and on the uh, conference tournament plays, and hopefully that'll continue. How, I mean, this is obviously a, a year, you've, you've kind of seen it all in the uh, sports betting world, but not this uh, with the COVID stuff. How difficult is it to kind of track when there's so many games starting at so many different times, like if there's going to be guys out or if there's going to be guys missing, how difficult has that been? It's impossible. Huh. Uh, you find, I mean, you often find out. I mean, I'm on a game today where I assumed, I read the coach's comments for Georgia Southern. There was nothing to indicate that Boone wouldn't be in the lineup. He didn't play the last game. He was in a boot last weekend, but you would have thought the coach would have said something. Uh, so I said, okay, well, he'll probably be playing. Well, he's not playing, and uh, so I'm probably on the wrong side of that game, although I'm in it right now, but uh, uh, we'll have to see what happens. But that's that's part of uh, handicapping college basketball, and what I probably should have done was just left the game alone rather than make an assumption. Dave, does that, I would assume that means or, or you're not getting involved in any, like, just conference tournament future, things like that, anything? No, I, I never do anyway. I don't care about those. It's Look, I, I admire guys who are able to splash the board and do 18 sports at once and come out with decent records. I can't do it. I have to watch games. So that's why I don't do the NBA anymore. Um, I did KBO. I did really well with KBO last year, but I'm not going to do it this year because I can't watch the games if I'm going to be watching Major League Baseball. So, uh, And I, I limit myself in the sports I, I do uh, get involved with, and I really don't bother much with with uh, the exotic bets that I, where I have to wait three months to decide whether I get paid or not. The... the uh, Sorry, uh, me and me and John communicating, but very well no. uh, here. Um, Dave, there's a there's a, a big game in the uh, in the Mountain West with uh, Reno and Colorado State, yeah. and two team, two teams that I think have hopes of maybe making some noise in Las Vegas, Colorado State in particular. Uh, but Reno has a chance to kind of send a message here in this game. Uh, it's kind of flipped back and forth a little bit. Anything you like in this one? Well, it's obviously a more important game to Colorado State. I mean, Nevada's already locked into their seed. Colorado State is on the bubble. They're on the good side of the bubble right now, but it doesn't take much to get on the bad side of the bubble, as Boise State found out the other night against Fresno. You've got to go out and win the game. And the line's really interesting in this game because, I, I mean, Nevada's a small favorite, and I think that's sharp money. I didn't get involved in it, but just assessing where the line's gone, the ticket count is definitely Colorado State. The money's on Nevada. Uh, and uh, they've had some good practices from what I can determine. And I think Nevada's going to push the pace a little bit tonight, which will be really interesting based on what 
I read from Alfred. I, they uh, they want to get up and down the court a little more. Um, I don't know. I'm not I'm not going to get involved with it. It's uh, kind of a screw job for Colorado State. So maybe they're motivated off that having to play this game, but um, I don't know that it's a positive thing for them. I, I like this Rams team. They're, they're really good and they're well coached, but uh, this is not a great spot for them. Dave, you mentioned that you weren't, you know, splash the boards, focusing on one sport or another. Have you or have you or planned on getting into uh, spring training baseball betting? Uh, not until they go to nine inning games. Okay, uh, where you can't can't call the inning off after twenty pitches, which oh. they've been doing so far. Yeah. I, mean, I, I don't know how anybody bets on that. Uh, it, it's a crap. It's a crap shoot to begin with, right? And and then you add that in, and it's like, okay, that's stupid. Yeah, can you can you explain? I, I don't think a lot of people know what's going on there. Can you explain that? Like they're they're just calling innings whenever they want. Yeah, once the pitcher has reached twenty pitches, if the manager wants to call off the inning, he can. <laughs> and then he can send them right back out there in the next inning. That can't That's be good for like an over. Well, it, 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 they here's the. It doesn't matter because they're exhibition games. But here's the downside of it, and it's it's another indication that baseball doesn't give a damn about the fans. Uh, I'm watching the White Sox. The other day, and I forget who they were playing. Um, bases loaded, one out, and Jose Abreu's up. The MVP, right? Uh, uh, the other team calls the inning off. <laughs> I mean, the, the, you're charging admission for the games. You can't do that. Okay, if you want to make it free, then okay, fine. That's well, well, you know, it doesn't count. We didn't, we didn't get charged. But if you're charging admission for the games, you can't. You can't have a rule like that. And the fans, the fans that were there, they started booing like crazy because it was a White Sox home game, and they they wanted to see a Brio hit with the bases loaded. And I don't blame them. It's not it's not good for my spring training fantasy team. <laughs> <laughs> I, do, I do not really have that. I would guarantee that. Dave Coken at Dave Coken about Twitter. Dave, before we get you out of here, every uh, anything that is available up uh, at a wager talk. What do you got going on? Um, I've got. A best bet in college basketball that tips off in about a half an hour. And I think that's it for tonight. All right, Dave. We appreciate it as always, man. And uh, we will find out for the audience if there is going to be a uh, DC and the Sunshine Man later tonight. But we appreciate it, dude. Sounds good. See you later. Dave Dave Koken. All right. We'll come back. Big five at five. We have a lot to get to there. Brett Okamoto, a guy's man or a man's guy. Maybe a guy's guy will be with us to discuss a legendary card that's going down right here in Sin City. Finley Toyota. They'll do anything to sell you a car. No Toyota problem is too tough, too large, or too small. Keep your Toyota running like a Toyota.